counselors, business owners, nonprofits, and trainers. You need unlimited flat rate conference calling? Then call our good friend Tom Parker at Affordable Conferencing, where his teleconferencing service allows you to conduct unlimited calls for one flat monthly fee. That means no more per minute, per person charges. Go to AffordableConferencing.com or simply call toll-free 888-968-6186. He saved Jason and Rob thousands. That's Tom Parker at Affordable Conferencing, 888-968-6186. They're proud to bring you today's broadcast. Now it's time for this week's edition of The Blazing Grace Show with your host, Rob McIntyre, Jason Graves, and Mike Janung. It's sponsored by AffordableConferencing.com and SafeEyes. Thanks for tuning in to The Blazing Grace Show, where we cover blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Now, here's your hosts, Rob, Jason, and Mike. Welcome back to another exciting edition of The Blazing Grace Show. This is Jason Graves, along with our co-hosts, Mike Janung, and guess who's back in studio, Rob McIntyre. Yay! Looking nice with that goatee and that great tan. So for all you radio folks who can't see my goatee, well, it kind of looks a little Fu Manchu kind of thin. What do you think? I don't know. It, it, it looks cool. I mean, it, cool. You look, yeah. You look sexy. Have my Harley. Look very sexy. masculine. What's up with that? Hey, I'm, I'm comfortable. <laughs> well, the bottom line is, you look relaxed. You look healthy. You look. I feel it must healthy. be good to be back. Good. Yeah, and it's good to be back in the saddle again. Yeah, blazing Gracie, that kind of saddle. Blazing That's right. There but we go. Yeah, I missed it. I miss you guys and. And uh, I'm eager to be on the show with Shelly. It's good to have you back. And speaking of Shelly, this is part two. If you weren't here with us last week, you can get part one on our archives and on the website at blazinggrace.org. But welcome back to the show, Shelly. Thank you. It's good to be back. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about your ministry. But just to refresh listeners uh, from last week or if you weren't able to tune in, Shelly Lubin is... Uh, a former porn star, she has come out of that lifestyle and is now ministering to those inside and around that industry. And so just to give you an idea of her past, Shelley, you were uh, raised in the church, grew up knowing Jesus, your family drifted away from God, and as time went on, you grew to kind of resent your parents, and, and we learned in the last show that they didn't necessarily provide all that you needed in the way of boundaries and understanding so you began to look for love in, in the wrong crowds, uh, became an exotic dancer, a prostitute, and then got involved in the porn industry as an actress in X-rated movies. Uh, of course, drugs and alcohol were part of that, violence, you were mistreated, uh, venereal diseases, and in the end, suicide attempts. But now, God's got other plans in mind for you, and he's living those out through you. So give us kind of a, a nutshell of what that looks like today. Well, today um, I'm totally recovered, still growing and maturing, though. That's a lifetime process. But I'm a mom. Um, I'm normal. I go to bed at a normal hour, which is great. I used to be a night owl and wake up at 1 in the afternoon, and now I go to bed around 10 and wake up at 5 because I have kids. I have three daughters. They're all healthy. They're all in, uh, enrolled in Christian school. I have a husband who works, so I don't have to work. Um, so I stay home. I go to school full time. I'm almost done with my bachelor's in theology. Um, and I also do some computer programming on the side, so I do websites, and um, I serve God straight out. Everything's about God, so. Wow. Great. Incredible. What a change, huh? Yep. Yeah. He's faithful. 
He's faithful. I've been two people. <laughs> so tell us how God's changed your life. Well, um, in many incredible ways, which we can't go into all of them here, but I will say this. He's, um, I was very traumatized from being in the porn industry and prostitution and exotic dancing. I would started when I was around age 17, 18, exotic dancing, and everything progresses so then you go off into prostitution and you end up in the porn industry because basically you don't want to get arrested for prostitution and porn industry. The, the money's easy and it's legal. So, but the problem is, is that it, it totally traumatizes you and leaves you basically um, totally empty with no conscience. So when I met my husband, I was black. All I can describe it is like, I was like the Grinch, big black heart. And my husband came into my life. I met him at a, a bar and he'd ask me if I'd go out with him. And he's like this tall, nice white boy. <laughs> That's all I can say. And he was 22 and I was 26 tall, by nice then. Tall, nice white boy. Okay. That's, well, I dated like the Italian while, you know, I just dated a different kind of, I didn't date, to be honest. I only dated for money. I mm. was totally hated men by at that time. I never dated for love at that time. Mm. And he had just try and talk with me. And I went, you know, who's this punk trying to talk to me? And um, so I played pool with him. And of course, I acted like a bimbo with him and. And, but he's still nice to me. It was really weird. Like, he didn't ask me for sex or anything. He just wanted to get to know me, and I just was kind of thrown off by that. And he goes, you want to go out with me? And I said, well, I charge at least $300 an hour. So I was just trying to turn him off. And he says, I'll pay it. Mm. I said, yeah, right. He goes, I'm having a bachelor party. And I said, you're such a liar. So I gave him my card. He kept calling and asked me to go out with him. I said, no. But one day, one Friday night, I just happened to be doing nothing. And I said, this guy keeps pestering me. Let's just hang out with him. And from that moment on... We were hanging out, becoming friends, and I was, like, losing money. He'd come over all the time because his friendship was so valuable. I never had that in a man. Hmm. He'd come over and just want to talk about things, and he never tried anything. In fact, he'd bring rags to my house to clean it. Wow. He'd go, you know, you're, you live really messy. Um, why don't I help you clean? I have pictures of me. It's oh, like wow. my house is totally a mess, which I'm like a clean freak now. So it's yeah. totally. And so he would come over. And so I said, oh, my gosh. And my heart would actually physically hurt. From the expansion of feeling again, wow. I'd be like, oh, like the Grinch at the end of the movie, yeah. how his heart, it, you literally go through a heart attack almost. It goes boom. And you're like, oh my gosh, get out of my house. I told him, get away from me. So, so God used this relationship to heal, but he also used a traumatic event. Mm-hmm. Talk about the car crash a little bit. Yeah. In fact, this is amazing. Right before I met my husband, I was in a major car accident and um, I just knew in my heart that, that God had allowed that. So I would stop doing porn. It scared me pretty bad. My car, I was, I was driving 120, racing a semi-truck. That's not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Intoxicated, probably high on meth, too. I got mm. started getting a meth at the end there. And my car flipped three times. Um, I landed totally unharmed. Wow. And I got out of the car, and, and I just knew, uh, yeah, this God's trying to tell me something. And then I had actually gone to the... Um, impound station where my car was at and i just felt a voice just pull out the cassette tape and it's the last the song that was playing is called last chance wow and then i met my husband do you know what that man said to me he says you're not that crazy chick that crashed that car are you and i looked at him i said how do you know that he goes i stood outside and watched this red miata flip three times wow i started crying i said oh my gosh my provider was there even at that time watching over me yeah, and that God's that way through our whole lives, and and you know, Lord, the Lord has a plan and a purpose for you. Let me just say this before I ask uh, a question of you: is one of the things I've found through the stuff that I've worked through, my adultery, um, my law enforcement experience. I worked undercover trying to get prostitutes. I I bought and sold drugs, uh, so I I knew that stuff got on me. I mean, it, it you work in the crap, you get it on you, mm-hmm. and it happens to 
cops and everybody in that field, even the DAs and all the people, uh, you know, the defense attorneys and all that. So one of the things I found was there is no place in the church for me to relate my personal experiences, my hurts. I was afraid because I found that the church was not available to those needs. Now, the question I have for you, because we this is where our real motivation comes from for doing this show is we really want the church of Christ to be relevant Mm -hmm. to people and what their conditions are. So tell us personally, how has the body of Christ helped you to uh, recover? Well, God was, has been very good to me. He divinely set me up with um, a church that was relevant. Mm. And I've been to a lot of churches and most of them, in my opinion, that I visited have not been relevant, but Mm -hmm. this particular place was relevant and taught me to be a champion. Mm-hmm. And instead of totally dealing with those issues, instead brought out the positive. You know, no, you don't, they didn't judge you, but at the same time they, they raised the bar and said, no, you don't need to come over here. We're going to show you who, who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Do you know how he's made you? Do you know that God has all the hairs in your head numbered? Mm-hmm. And so it, I was able, and they all knew where, where I had come from. But yet they still said, hey, we need you to serve in children's ministry. And I'm like, you want me to serve in children? You have right, to. Right. It's mandatory here. <laughs> like they, they didn't look at me because of that. They brought out the gold in me. And then um, and they meant they had other things, too. But like the church I'm currently at right now does minister to men in, in sexual addiction. So I, I see that. But I've always been kind of drawn to those real relevant churches where like, you know, where I could come in, a prostitute could come in and be totally not judged. But I would say that the majority of churches, I walked in, I walked out. <laughs> right. So, so did you feel judged, criticized by those other churches? Uh, did you feel like they didn't see the value? They didn't relate to me. So the they, gospel they wasn't re- it wasn't relevant. Uh, so, they weren't so mean even, to me, but. Even, uh, you know, you talk about the women in the Bible, Rahab, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the That's women Jesus that grandma. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know that. Yeah. And he's, yeah. and he, they're, they're part of the faith lineage and then also the women that were thrown at jesus feet you know what i think is interesting is who was the people that jesus really was upset at is the pharisaical the judgmental the ones who said they knew god's law they knew god of god but they didn't know how to have compassion for those and see the you know the value in somebody so let me ask you this so the churches that you were involved in uh, that really ministered to you saw the value in who you were beyond what you had done correct yes absolutely and um Yes, and they brought the gold out of me. They, they didn't. We didn't go over all the. Oh, poor, poor Shelly, poor Shelly. I said, Oh no, no, that's the old creature. This is the new one. I went, right. Oh, I'm a new creature. And so the minister. So I was always attracted to that kind of yeah. contemporary. Hey, we don't have time to sit there and go over every little bad memory. Yeah. Let's just who you are now. How right. God, how God sees you. So they instilled fatherhood of God in me. Mm-hmm. So I knew He loved me, and He's working with me, and we're working together as a daily process. Where I've gone, and then recently I moved from Tacoma, so I missed that church. So I, I visited almost 20 churches mm-hmm. in the city I live in now. I said, nope, 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 dead, um, just mostly dead and very conservative, very religious. If I were to even say what I was, their eyes would pop, you know. Yeah. And so, but you know what? That church, there, so what's happening is my church that I did finally found is where everybody's hanging out. All the, right. In fact, right. my pastor's so crazy, he dresses a bum outside of his church to see how many people would stop. And yeah, he wanted to right. show the, the body, where, where's your heart at? Are you right. ministering to these? So that's well, what I want to tell you, you are certainly welcome in the Church of Blazing Grace. All right. <laughs> now, if you're just tuning in, we're, you're listening to the Blazing Grace show on KGFT and blazinggrace.org. And we're meeting with a very interesting guest, Shelley Lubin, who is a former porn star turned Jesus star. She's now uh, ministering the gospel and living in truth. And, you know, 
Shelly, you've talked about relational healing. You've talked about healing you've experienced because of the body of Christ. You've also experienced some healing in your relationship with your oldest daughter. And I just want to get an understanding of that because she watched your early life when you were on the streets. What is your relationship like with her now? Well, that's it's amazing because, see, um, the problem that I see because I work with a lot of people going through recovery is what happens is you wake up and go, oh, my gosh, my life's totally shattered. I don't know how to fix any of this. And I had a daughter who'd seen me be with women, had seen me be with men, and from a very young age had walked in on things she should have never seen, um, totally neglected. Um, I used to give her a beeper and go, she used to go to the park, and say, just, I'll beep you in to come back. And she'd wow. see piles and piles of money in my house, and she got so mad at me. Now we talk. She'd pass the money out to all the neighbors. Oh, <laughs> I'd be like, wow. where's my $5,000? Yeah. So it's funny that she was an angry child, too. But what I did is I went, I got close to God and says, I can't do this without you, God. I don't know how to fix this. He says, you just listen to me. You stay close to me. He whispered in my ear, you know what she needs? Whenever she does homework, I just want you to tell her, wow, and mention something specific about her homework. Don't say you look nice. That's nice you did that. We, all, we want something to, someone to validate specifically. So I go, that is so good how you wrote that. That's all I started doing with her, taking a major interest in her life, sitting down with her, listening. Tell, and then God, then I got better and better at this because you walk with the Spirit and God says, go find someone in the Bible who's like her. Yeah. So I go, Tiffany, you got that Joshua annoying on you. Oh, man, <laughs> you're just like Joshua and Caleb when they went. And, and I go on and on about the. So I raised a champion in her, too. And yeah. so it was easy for her to forgive me because. It wasn't, she didn't care about the past because what she had now was gold. Right. And I really never did anything major. I go to counseling. I just walked with, I called God my daddy. I walk with my daddy and he taught me, this is what you say to this child. And this is what this child needs. And this is what this child needs. So that's what I did. Right, right. And here's a, here's a, uh, Mike, and I know you have a question, but here's a homework assignment, a blazing grace homework assignment for (laughs) you parents out there. One, one thing a day that you can tell your kids to affirm their character or their actions. Okay? I want you this is your homework assignment. I want you to tell your kids one thing a day at least about their what you appreciate, like love or appreciate about their character or actions. Go ahead, Mike. Well, and uh, last show you talked about how your parents saw you in a Playboy bunny costume at an early age and they weren't fighting for you. How is it that you fight for your kids today? Um I instill in them value. I read things like, well, the word is so, I don't, I don't care who you are. The word works. Mm-hmm. And so I said, let's go read Proverbs 31. Ooh, it says she's like a ruby. I said, you guys are my rubies. And I'll actually go online and show them pictures of how pretty the rubies and diamonds are. I said, you see that? That's what you are to me. You're so valued to me. I don't give rubies away. And so things, my girls all have been put on a pedestal, but at the same time, um, I'm very strict. You do not talk to me like that. You don't. And this is like I'm their friend, but I'm also a parent. And so they love the boundaries because there's boundaries, but yet we make it fun. And Daddy, his role is very important, even more important than mine, because I have girls. And they need that father to say, hey, you're valuable to me. I love you. So that way the girls don't go looking for the love in the males, mm. in other males. They find it in their father and Father God. You what, know, I oh, go ahead, Mike. And what's your marriage like today? And how many kids do you have? Uh, my marriage is phenomenal. Just we're in our early thirties, and we could we could write the book. We are going to write a book on it, in fact. But um, we absolutely hated and detested each other the first five years of marriage. <laughs> well, welcome he, to marriage. I mean, what's <laughs> up with that? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, he had a little more of a challenge, I think, than most men. He had a raging alcoholic who was totally shattered, and yeah. I lived on Zoloft, sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. 
and to abuse. So you have, uh, you have no idea. I have an old journal I read through recently, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I looked at him. I said, how would you live with this crazy person? He goes, you have no idea. So basically, I was throwing fits and trying to go through recovery. And, you know, I would say I want to do this weird thing. And he says, I don't do that weird thing. So we had we didn't even engage in intimacy for a long time because we knew I, I, it wasn't going to work. But we decided we're just going to go to church. We'll just do that because none of us is going to be divorced. We're just going to figure this out. And so we started doing things like spending uh, fishing together in nature and got to know each other. And he watched me grow and he was very patient. And then I learned how to be a servant and not and not look for love from him. That was my big thing my whole life. I would look for love from males. So now what I do is I don't look for, you know, if he doesn't tell me I'm pretty for a week, it doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. I get it from daddy God. And then daddy goes over to him and says, you should tell your wife how pretty she is. So then I don't have to nag him. You never, you never. He comes to me and says, you know, I just, so we, he's our source all the time. And so now it's phenomenal. I just absolutely enjoy being married and he does too. And for me to even come here and leave him was really hard. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I hear you. But you know, Shelly, one of the things I really appreciate about you just during this interview is you're, you have a tangible faith. Mm-hmm. And I really think that that's one thing that the world does not see is tangible Christianity. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we have this rigi- religiosity and all the people go, oh, you know, those hypocrites, but you have a tangible faith. And that's one of the things that we really want. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think is important is the enemy wants to attack those tangible ministries right? He, because he sees the value of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to ask you, how is God using you as a tangible weapon against the, uh, the sex sin of, of our society today? In a different way than I thought. Mm. I thought I would be going out and preaching to all the lost sheep on the street and mm-hmm. saving them all. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing that. I See, you have to understand that for 10 years I've been in a little sanctuary healing. Mm-hmm. I don't watch TV. I don't go out anymore. I'm just in my sanctuary. But then I started hearing uh, I put a website up, and people with sexual addiction ministries contacted me and told me about the epidemic, and I started researching it about a year ago. Oh, my gosh. And so God says, I want you to smash the illusion that's behind porn. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, that won't be hard because it's, it's nothing. What you see is nothing what right. really is going on. And I said, okay, I can do that. Then I see more and more. He wants me to even minister to the wives mm-hmm. whose husbands are looking at porn. And then to even minister to husbands looking at porn. So it's a very well, it's very, I can see why he had me go on what I call my Moses trip my Moses uh-huh. journey for 10 years God has made me read this word a few hours a day and stay close to him and not allowed to do anything else so to prepare me so that way I can minister to the world not just certain groups mm-hmm. because uh, us as we as Christians need to be equipped to minister to all people and be in and out of season and be real right. you know I'm not going to walk up to you and I'm not holier than thou like I, I'll still a curse word will come out still out of my mouth right. I'll tell people I just curse my my daughter and then you know i'm not perfect i'm still growing you know i have god i can run to him and go you know what help me help me with this walk through me with this no one's going to change overnight it's a process and that's reality and the beautiful part about that that i see is that uh, we see it as therapists jason and i do all the time that wives need to have their own recovery Mm -hmm. and and one of the, the the amazing things that we see probably as therapists is the the need for the women to embrace that because they feel like, well, the man's the problem. He's got to deal with this stuff. But what you're talking about as far as, you know, you uh, wanting to see women get recovery and because yes. because of their wounds from the actual uh, selfishness of, of the addiction of pornography and, and sex outside of marriage is huge. You see, there's wounds and responsibility. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I learned that in marriage. Yeah, I'm wounded, but I got a responsibility yeah. to take care of my husband and he's wounded and he has a responsibility 
And so I try and minister to women about, hey, why don't you why don't you become Proverbs 31 lady? Maybe he might not be so interested in looking right. at that porn. So I minister to women and tell them what they need to do. That's right. To yeah. win because you know what? We have such power of yeah. influence. The woman does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at our houses. Yeah. Look in my curtains. Look at everything. I can influence my husband. He might be the head, but I'm the neck. Right. And so I tell the women, you can't influence your husband. All that nagging and stuff is just going to send him straight to the Internet. Most mm-hmm. men get involved in recovery from sexual addiction because of their wives. And they stay involved and they recover. The number one reason, because of a supportive Sorry. wife. Yes. And that's what they're saying in the surveys. Now, I'm curious about uh, a couple things because we're winding down the show. And uh, thanks for tuning in to the Blazing Grace show with Shelley Lubin today, former porn star and now serving Jesus and ministering to the sexually broken. Let's talk a little bit about what the church can be doing from here because you've got a unique perspective on that. What are these people out there needing who are, have been in your shoes who need the church to rescue them? A safe place. Mm. Uh, they need to be able to walk in and uh, feel comfortable. Let's not go too gaudy on all the church designs because you're going to turn off people. Let's have a greet. You know what? I love when I walk in church and go, hey, welcome. We're so glad you came. What's your name? Where are you from? Mm-hmm. Friendliness. Mm-hmm. Love. Um, you know what? My pastor taught me so much about body language. Do you know people who look at me like, oh, just that look, you know, they're going to run away. But if you have a, a genuine brotherly love is so important. Just love the person. You've got your own issues, too. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. let's just be honest. Preach here. it. Preach it. Sister. I, I believe me. I do. Uh, you know, and the women, like, I really feel the women need to support the women. Nowadays, so many women are working. We don't have that female support. Yeah. So there needs to be that real, I need to be able to share my junk with you. I need someone who'll listen. Right. And then someone who'll, who'll help raise the bar for me. And same with men. And they need to come to a safe place. Even pastors, I know for a fact that a lot of pastors are looking at porn. Mm-hmm. I know they are. Yeah. They need a place they can go, and they're not going right. to be threatened to lose everything. Let mm-hmm. them come and just say, hey, I'm dealing with this. I need help. Mm-hmm. You know, so the church really needs to have a, I love accountability, but I, you know, but I also love, they really just need to preach a lot of no judging. I mean, that's such a, bi- a major issue in the church, people judging. Just make it a relevant, friendly we're open to let you know every Sunday say hey if you need prayer come up here we're not going to judge you let them know we're not going to judge you for alcoholism or porn or drug we're, we want to help you and we want you to help us too there's now no condemnation Amen. for those who are in Christ Romans Jesus eight. yeah and Amen. you know Shelly uh, one thing I want to say to that is is you know just by you saying that is that uh, you know it's really important for us to realize that um, that we're all looking for that love. We're all looking for that acceptance. that, that mm-hmm. acceptance. And it goes, we were designed to do that. Mm-hmm. And so all the addictions, all the pursuits that we do that are selfish are really for that true desire to know God and That's to be fulfilled. True. Reaching out to people who are not like yourselves is love doesn't seek its own. Right. That is so deep. Go find someone who's totally different from you and go love on them. Yeah. Right. Good. Now, I want to uh, end with this. Let's wrap up here because there are those who listen to our show who may have a background similar to yours, either prostitution or uh, working in the sex industry. What do you say to those people as they are considering ways to get out? Speak directly to them right now. Come to my website. <laughs> that out. Totally. You know, www.shellylubin, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-L-U-B-B-E-N.com. You can search me on Google. I will totally help you. I minister one-on-one. I don't care if 
how many people write me, I will I will get back to you very quickly. But I will say this. You know what? You go find the nearest church um, where you find people who look like you. Mm-hmm. Go find a big church. Um, I would recommend, hey, if it was me, I'd move to Tacoma and go to the church I was at. Mm-hmm. That church rocked my world. And you don't hear a lot of champion teachings like you hear up there. Um, I would go find a place, a big church where they're relevant. Mm-hmm. You walk in there and you tell them, hey, call the pastor's office and say, this is what I got going on. And see what they say to you. If they say, hey, get in here, we'll help you. Go get some help mm-hmm. because God will totally restore your life double and, and you'll, have, you'll have what I have. Mm-hmm. Amen. You and you know what? Relevant and to me, what I hear is relevant just means somebody who's willing to get dirty and Yes. Reach people where they are. Right. Yep. Right. Getting dirty. I heard a great sermon real quickly on on the on getting dirty, and it was that Amen. woman kissing Jesus' feet mm-hmm. when Jesus was having his feet washed with her oil, and how right. dirty that must have been. Right. You know, but that was love. Right. And let me just end with this, Shelley. Uh, you mentioned you'll have what I have, and you mentioned having gold. And let me tell you, you're a person that has gold. You're obviously a very beautiful person on the outside, but I want to tell you, your beauty really is about a spiritual beauty Mm -hmm. and it's about an inner peace and it's about uh, the beauty of Jesus Christ coming through you. And I mentioned before, I wanted to ask for your forgiveness for all of us who have downloaded pornography and looked at pornography. But I also want to thank you because there was a man who went on the media and talked about his sexual brokenness that as a result of that, I was able to get out of my own brokenness. And I want to thank you on behalf of all of those who you're helping by being real about this And I want to thank you on their behalf. So thank you for being with us. And I thank Jesus. Once again, go to ShellyLubin.com, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-L-U-B-B-E-N. If you need to reach Rob McIntyre for counseling, what's your toll-free national 800 number? Toll-free national number is 1-877-593-1166. And you can reach me at Healing for the Soul at 877-590-SOUL. That's 877-590-SOUL. 590-7685. Of course, if you want to broadcast a download version of this, go to blazinggrace.org. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Blazing Grace Show. We'd like to thank our sponsors, affordableconferencing.com and safeeyes.com. Remember, for unlimited conference calling, go to affordableconferencing.com or call toll-free 888-968-968. 6186. For your 15 day risk free internet filtering trial or to learn more about Safe Eyes, visit their website. It's safeeyes.com or call 877 944 8080. That's affordableconferencing.com at 888 968 6186 and safeeyes.com at 877 944 8080. If you'd like a downloadable copy of today's broadcast, visit blazinggrace.org. Or if you'd like more information about the show, send your email to Mike at blazinggrace.org. If you need to speak with a therapist, nationwide you can dial Rob McIntyre at 877-593-1166. Or Jason Graves at 877-590-7685. That's Rob at 877-593-1166. 1166 or Jason at 877-590-7685. We hope you tune in next time for more blazing issues and grace-filled answers on the Blazing Grace Show. I am free. I am free. I am free. I am free.